You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Hey, are you still confused about the new healthcare regulations and the benefits for your company? Well, we've invited Chris DeRosa, who is the president of the Western Region for Cigna, to come and kind of talk a little bit about the importance of building a culture of health. But before we get there, I'd like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on our radio show is the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. And with our exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers 24 warm prospects to each of our annual advertisers. If you'd like to learn more, contact Rose Chamora. 951-515-4661. That's 951-515-4661. If you're listening to us live on octalkradio.net, I'd ask that maybe you don't call her for the next 20 minutes because she's here in the studio with us, and many times her phone is on ring, and we just don't want that interruption, do we, Chris? No, we sure don't. Okay, so, Chris, welcome to the studio. Well, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Tell me a little bit about Cigna. Uh, sure. Cigna is a global health services company. Um, we uh, improve the health, well-being, and security of our customers. Um, we are in 30 countries. We have a relationship with over 85 million customers. Um, and interestingly, uh, we are the fourth oldest publicly traded company founded in 1792. Get out of town. Can't make it up. Wow. So it sounds like it's big. It, it's at least old. <laughs> Big and old. Yeah, right. We have uh, 41,000 employees and associates wow. worldwide. Wow. Okay. So talk to me. We're, our audience tend to be CEOs running firms of $2 million to about $100 million. We call it lower middle market here on Critical Mass Radio Show. And I'm talking with Chris DeRosa. He's president of the Western Region for Cigna. How does that demog- business demographic fit with Cigna? Actually, it fits quite well. Uh, for us, it's not so much the size of the employer. It's really about how they approach health and wellness as a strategy for their business. We do believe in creating a culture of health, and employers who have that drive and desire to do that are really the right fit for us, whether you're an individual or whether you're a, you know, a multinational corporation. It's that value proposition that really fits with us. And we're going to spend some time talking about your concept and Sigma, Cigna's concept of a culture of health. But before we get there, I need to ask a little bit about you. What, what's your background? Sure. Uh, my background, so I am a uh, undergraduate at UCLA, go Bruins. Um, and I have, uh, also have an MBA from uh, UCI, so go Anteaters. Uh, I've been uh, in the industry since 1992. Uh, prior to that, I was in uh, banking and in uh, political campaigns, uh, you know, very uh, deep in my background. But I've actually spent 23 years with Cigna actually coming up in a week, um, and not all in one job. So it's been a, a terrific uh, run. I've been both in line sales. I've been in an IT area. I've been in... Um, our analytics and uh, sales effect in this area, I think mission control for a sales team. So th- the great thing about being at Cigna is my ability to have a varied career while still keeping the same logo. Right. And ma- maintaining Southern California residents? Um, mostly. I did spend five years in Connecticut, uh, where Ooh. our home office is. Oh, Ooh. it's a lovely place to be in Connecticut. It's a great place to be from. It is a great place to be from. The interesting part and the thing you enjoy is uh, in Connecticut, traffic is eight cars at a light. Uh, which is really not the same thing as it is here. You get frustrated. Damn, I got eight cars. 
All right, we're talking with Chris DeRosa. So what does the title president, because you're president of the Western Region, what do you do all day? Yeah, so all day I'm responsible for the overall P&L for our, our operations, for our lines of business out here, as well as coordinating all of our internal operations to make sure that we are really delivering in a localized uh, and personalized way. That is one of the things that differentiates us is um, even though we're a large national, multinational we actually have um, organizations and general managers in each local market because healthcare is delivered very locally, and right. it needs to really be tailored to each one of those geographies and then knitted together across the entire country to make sure it's the same value proposition, but it may, it may materialize a little differently in each one of the markets. And so we really need to make sure that we deliver it locally. Southern California is not the same as Phoenix. It's not the same as Colorado. It's not the same as Cheyenne, Wyoming. Nevada. Or Nevada. Definitely not Nevada. Or Texas. Or Texas. How or far west? How far east do you go with the western region? Uh, I go to uh, New Mexico and then up to Montana and everything west, including oh. Alaska and Hawaii. You've got all the good states. Yeah, all the best states. These are, this is the time of year where everyone comes to visit. <laughs> That's right, out of Connecticut. Let's go see Chris. There's got to be some big clients that need to see us down there in Southern California. Chris DeRosa, president of the western region with Cigna, is our guest in the studio. You're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show. Okay. So we teased it at the open for your interview. What is a culture of health? Yeah, so a culture of health is you really have to think about uh, your not your benefits, not as just some commodity we go out and purchase and find the lowest cost. What you really want to think about is how health and wellness is a business strategy. If you think about employers, particularly the middle market employers, each and every person at that organization counts. Each person has a critical role, and if they can be their best self and be at work optimally. That happens when they're healthy and when they're, if you have a sense of wellness and well-being. And, and when I say that, not being sick is not the same thing as being well. And just the sort of absence of illness is, is that. And just doing illness prevention is not the same thing as promoting wellness. It's really about creating a culture where people can work-life balance, where they can take care of their health, and they get support for it. You might say, well, you know, Chris, what, what's a good tangible way to, to look at that? Well, when you think about it, do you do you have access to healthy foods for individuals who are at work? You know, you think, well, I've got a truck that comes out front. Well, you can call certain trucks that have better choices or mm. worse choices. And do you really take that time? Does your vending machine full of, you know, all sorts of bad fat-filled snacks? Or do you have an assortment where people can make a good choice? Um, when you think about that culture of wellness, it, you can employers can really take a lot you know, of a lead in that. And is that an expensive thing to do? No, it really doesn't have to be expensive. Um, you know, we help in the things that we provide in order to get the benefit plan and the incentives aligned with the individuals to help engage the individual in taking care of themselves. When you think about it, they're the person who's going to reap the most benefit out right. of it. They're going to be at work more. They're going to get that promotion. They're going to be able to realize their highest potential when they have an ability to perform at peak at peak performance. So it can be as simple as I said, just providing access to it. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything to say, hey, I'd like to make sure there's some fruit and vegetables on your truck, not just french fries. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't take a lot to make sure that the vendors and the vending machines are putting more healthy snacks in it. It doesn't take a lot to say, gee, am I giving enough breaks for my employees to get up and walk around as opposed to just sitting so they can come back and perform even better? uh, What what about suggesting um, 
you know, wearing pedometers, giving sign of incentives for kind of motion and maybe even gym memberships. W- what's your experience working with middle market companies in that yeah. area, Chris? L- like all things, if they're part of the culture where everyone says, gee, we want to make sure people can get out and walk during the day and we have pedometers so we can have a competition and, and leadership, particularly the leaders of the organization that are listening, actually take an active role in their health and lead by example, well, then I think pedometers and incentives are a great thing. If you just hand out pedometers and you don't do anything different and there's no leadership <laughs> and there's incentives on there but no one seems to really put well, then those are really not going to do it in and of themselves. There's no intrinsic value to those items unless they're part of an overall strategy and an overall culture that's being created in an organization. So what is it that your firm has seen for companies who take on a culture of health? What type of hard dollar improvement or return on this investment from an experience base, can can you say that your firm and you have seen? Yeah, so we have done some studies. Um, in particular, in 2013, we've done a study, and you can find it on our website, www.signa.com. Sure, for me. Uh, but you can find it there. And uh, what it did show is when we surveyed 70 employers relative to their engagement, the top 10%, that top 10% actually had not only greater employee engagement in the three to five times employees engaged on their survey, but they also had the top quartile growth and earnings compared to the other employers that we looked at. So it really does make a difference because, again, those employees, your experienced employees, they're at work, they're healthy and happy, they want to be there. Nothing gets more engagement than employees who want to be there. Even if you have trouble finding, you know, I've often said, even if you have trouble finding the, quote, best talent, if you have really engaged, committed, loyal talent, you will go a lot farther and farther and faster than, than those who have top talent and just really can't sort of get them to gel. Right. So I believe in this concept of tone at the top for initiatives like this, where, the, you know, the boss has to model the behavior. So tell us a little bit about your experience of how important is it for the CEO of middle market companies or the president, whatever the top title is, to kind of support these programs and to walk the talk. Yeah, we, we also found a correlation between leaders who are visibly engaged in their health. And, and when I say visibly engaged in health, you know, this is not, hey, gee, everyone in the, in the team has got to go out and become an Olympian, right? We all have to go out and we've all got to lose like 35 pounds and we've got to come out looking like we're, you know, underwear models. That is not what we're talking about. What we're talking about is, you know, do we think to take a walk during the day? Does anyone see you getting up and walking around? Do you actively wear your pedometer? When you go to lunch, do you actually eat some healthy food when you're out there? Do you inquire and care about your employees and how their health and wellness is going on? It's really about that. I often tell people it's not a matter of, gee, you can go out and lose some weight. Um, honestly, if you just continue the way we go, Americans on average will put out one pound a year, and they'll continue to go, and it continues to degrade on their health. If they could just simply not put any more weight on, that's a huge step. It's right. not a matter of going out and doing anything else that way. And it's small incremental improvements that make all the difference. Excellent. We're talking with Chris DeRosa. He's president of the Western region of Cigna. Okay, so maybe there's somebody out there going, oh, sure, he works for Cigna. It's to their benefit that we keep our employees healthy because then you'll make money, more money or something. Uh, is that an unfair statement? It, it is. Uh, actually, if you uh, if you look at our, our balance sheets, uh, 85% of Cigna's customers are actually self-insured or self-pay. So the uh, employers are actually the ones that gain the risk from that uh, from that benefit, it's not us that, okay. that do it, that does that, and so it really is an aligned incentive. So I'm aligned with the employer, who's aligned with the individual, and aligned with our providers, so that all of us win together, or we all lose together, and we lo- we win when employees lead a healthier lifestyle and actually can be more actively at work. Are you finding more companies open to this conversation than maybe they had been in the past? Yeah. So um, I think 
There are more. And it's for some reason, it's kind of a, an interesting what drove it is a lot of it has to do with the taxes, right? So we've always had large employers and even middle-sized employers who are self-funded who really wanted to improve their health and wellness. The tax changes with PAPACA um, created a, an incentive to go self-insured. There's premium taxes on insured business, not on self-funded. So a lot of employers have now been looking at self-funding. And the only way that self-funding works for you is if your risk can be a better profile than the general population. And that only works is if you have an engaged employee population that is healthier. And so we've actually seen an influx of self-insured employers because of that change. Wow. So you're, you're on top of a trend then? Uh, yes, we are. Which is always good in Which business. Much better place than to be behind the trend. Absolutely. <laughs> exactly. All right. We're talking with Chris DeRosa. Some people call him Christopher. You can call him whichever one. I don't think he really cares. But Chris DeRosa, president of the Western Region for Cigna. I've got a bunch of other things that I want to ask you about. You're here on Critical Mass Radio Show. So before our next break, uh, help me to understand how, your philosophy for how you're leading your organization. You've learned a lot of in your business experience. Do you have an overarching philosophy? We call it a guiding principle that you're applying to your leadership role at Cigna? I I do. um, And depending on time, we could always go into depth on it. But I would say it's around understanding. If there's one thing that's a guiding principle for me in my leadership style, in uh, our relationship with our customers, and in my personal life, it's about understanding. It's about taking the time to understand who your employees are, what their hopes and dreams are, and where they're looking to go. It's about really understanding your customers, where they're at, and the things they need to improve on, as opposed to trying to be understood. Um, I think understanding is a really is the kind of the guiding principle of my leadership. Whenever I find myself in a situation where I'm thinking about me or my agenda, I realize that I've kind of lost my way at that moment. I need to stop and sort of reset and, and sort of make sure I'm focusing on others and really expressing that understanding as a principle. If I that's a- very powerful. If I go, if I ask you to go back in time, has this always been in your DNA? Is this a learned philosophy? Um, I think it was. Um, it was uh, intuitive at first, but uh, I did not always articulate it so clearly. And there was a good period when I first moved from individual contributor into management, where I don't know that I exercised that that skill that well. And the lack of that really creates issues when you really become about yourself. You know, that's when you don't think, I don't think you give your best leadership example. That's where I think you look at people and you don't see them as individuals with hopes and dreams and contributing members of your team. You see them more as utilities, things that would be used to, you know, really kind of bad connotation words come out of your mouth as you start describing that situation. Um, So if there's anything I would encourage um, your listeners to think about, it's really about, you know, are they focused on others? Are they really taking time to understand a resource I would offer to them is there's a, a book out there called Leadership and Self-Deception by the Arbinger Institute. You can get it on Kindle. I think it's like four ninety nine. Not that I'm doing a commercial for them. But it's a, it, it was a meaningful book for me in sort of my leadership transformation. And if there's others who are out there struggling and it just doesn't feel right, I think it's a pretty good book to, and a pretty quick read. And what's the name of it again? Leadership and Self-Deception. It's by the Arbinger Institute. All right, you're listening to Critical Mass Radio Show. That's no deception here on octalkradio.net. And our guest is Chris DeRosa. He's president of the Western Region for Cigna. We're going to take our third and final commercial break here on the show. And when we come back, like I said, I've got a whole other page of questions that I want to ask him. So I'm going to kind of talk to you a little bit about what you see as a challenge that's facing your industry and maybe your firm. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right, don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back with Chris after these words from our commercial sponsors. (laughs) 
over 73% of consumer packaged goods and retail products fail miserably within their first year? Why? Because they find themselves in the pit of unawareness. You don't want to go there. Call me, and I'll make sure that your packaging gets noticed. You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me how our packaging sold millions in months or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia. That's myself. 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call. SNH Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and Viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. Today's businesses are embracing voice over IP telephones and unified communication desktop technologies to more effectively communicate and collaborate with their customers, suppliers, and colleagues. The Reliatel management software from Tone Software Corporation helps organizations of all sizes manage their communications technologies to ensure great voice quality and better levels of service and reliability throughout their business. Through Reliatel, you'll gain higher return on investments from VoIP and unified communications technologies while lowering the associated operational support and maintenance costs. Learn more. Visit www.tonesoft.com or call 800-833-8663 for information on Reliatel by Tone Software, the solution for quality business communications. Successfully navigating the changing world of public relations and digital marketing requires an experienced, tenacious, yet gracious team. In business for more than 20 years, Orange County-based Tea & Company delivers big agency results with personalized service. For more information, call us at 714-536-8407 or visit us online at tandco.me. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Chris DeRosa, president of the Western Region of Cigna. And it's a huge region with a lot of important people in it. We were talking about that during the break. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who listen to the radio show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 17,000 episodes over the last 30 days. And we here at the radio show program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows can be heard anytime on Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, Several hundred former radio show guests whose CEOs have been on our show, and they've put it on their website, our interview, as well as other business-oriented podcasting services. If you'd like to learn more about us, visit us at criticalmassforbusiness.com. Okay, let's return to the interview with Chris DeRosa. Uh, let's talk a little bit about 
challenges that are facing your industry, maybe your firm in particular? Can you give us a sense for what you're looking into? Yeah, I think the whole industry is still challenged with affordability. Uh, with all the regulations and with all of the uh, that came out in laws passed, they really did little to address affordability. It turns out there's still technologies that are more expensive. There's pharmaceuticals that are expensive, and we continue to see a growing need in the demographics that are going to uh, create a cost drivers into the future. And so I think there's a real opportunity um, to address affordability, and, and not to sound redundant, but the way we believe we're going to do it sustainably is, again, to improve the health, well-being, uh, and sense of security for our customers, and that's really what our strategy is, and we think that that offers us our best growth opportunity as we go forward is to continue to capitalize on that, as well as the fact that we have such a broad array of integrated products and funding arrangements. That is what we also think is going to let us capitalize on it. We actually offer a full array of dental, behavioral uh, life insurance, and we do it both self-funding and fully insured. And you might say, well, isn't it just a list of products? The actual integration of them is where the value is. For us, our ability to identify high-risk pregnancies through periodontal disease in dental claims is is tremendous for us. A little-known fact. Uh, yeah, I didn't know there was but, correlation. But actually, women with periodontal disease generally have high-risk pregnancies, and our ability to match those claims and help identify those women and do an outreach to help get them early on helps us you know, reduce the number of preemies and improve their health along the way. So having an integrated program is uh, critically important. I would think over the past few years, your people, the role of your team supporting your middle market companies has been more important just because of the level of uncertainty and confusion that's existed in things that they sort of knew how to handle on their annual renewal of their life insurance, health insurance, etc. Is that true? It it is, and it's also changed dramatically. Um, If you were to think back just 10 years ago, 10 years ago, benefits was something that was done out of HR, maybe by a benefits representative, and it was something that was just sort of handled there. Nowadays, it is not uncommon. My team talks directly with CEOs and CFOs about their benefits because it's such a large cost item. And so the nature of the talent that I've had in my organization is how to evolve with that. That is a very different conversation uh, to have with those individuals than it was, say, with just... Um, you know, a few years ago. Um, So it really is about affordability. It's about translating that into a full workplace culture. And that's something that the entire organization from the C-suite down has to be engaged in. And so, you know, my team has been evolving as well along with that trend. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and talking about a culture of health, it is a, I'm uncomfortable saying that the health programs that an employer offers is a perk that should attract employees. But on the other hand, I'm comfortable saying building a culture of health is an attractive culture for certain employees to want to be a part of. Does that make sense? It does, and the benefit plan is something that enables it. The benefit plan helps provide the incentives to the individuals who are taking care of themselves as well as providing coverage for those who do have an acute or an illness that needs to be dealt with. Uh, So you think about the opportunities for the employers at... You know, the wellness opportunity, which is the bulk of the employee population, is those who are well and we need to keep healthy. Right. And then it's the condition management for those once you do have a condition. How do we maintain that and help minimize its impact on an individual? So both are important. And, yes, it should be something that attracts employees. They should want to be part of a company that's got a culture of health as opposed to one who doesn't really care about them. Right. And who's comfortable at a C-level talking about their culture of health and their benefits program. Right. Yes. Rather than say, well, when you get to HR, they'll tell you all about our benefits. But right. trust me, Skippy, it's good. Yeah, there are many CEOs, particularly in the chamber and others that I've talked to, and they particularly care about their wellness. It is what attracts their employees. It's what helps hold their employees to them. And when you think about some of the issues with demographics and the challenge in, in recruiting talent and how, and how much of a competition it is, you really want to be that place of choice for employees. Right, because 
employees are getting choice again in the workplace. They are. All right, we're talking with Chris DeRosa, president of the Western Region for Cigna. Uh, let's talk about the future. Dream with me for a minute, Chris. What's the future hold for the Western Region of Cigna? What, what's your vision? For us, we continue to um, partner with the uh, with our providers, and I think that's really where the future is for us, is really continuing to work in an integrated way with our hospital systems, our provider partners. And a lot of those conversations are under underway today, and it's something that I think um, I really envision less antagonistic relationships, if you will, between, uh, per- between providers and health insurers, and definitely uh, less... Uh, as we go forward on that, as we work more in partnership. There's a lot of moving parts in the health industry, isn't there? Yeah, there is a lot, um, and more so than I've seen in my, my 23 years. I mean, oh, I've really? seen a lot. Uh, even when I watch the HMOs come and go, this uh-huh. has been far more disruptive what's happening right now and a much bigger change that's right. taking place. Well, and I think, it, um, get off script a little bit, I think we as as customers of that system don't always understand how many different business entities we're dealing with and different views of the world and different motivations, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. And and sometimes I wish I could say that the entire system was completely aligned today, but we know that it's not. There are those who benefit when people are sick. There are those who benefit when you spend more time in a hospital. There are those that benefit um, when you have more services. Um, and we really need to, to work on the alignment of those incentives in partnership because we need to make sure that we address all of the stakeholders, not just one. I often find it's it's difficult in the conversations about healthcare when anyone picks just one stakeholder's <laughs> point of view and drives from there without recognizing, without understanding, back to uh, my guiding principle, right. that there are other stakeholders who have just as much of an important vested interest in the system and really have to work with all of them to find that way that it's going to work for everybody. Right. But the empowering message that I've gotten from your interview here on Critical Mass Radio Show, Chris DeRosa, president of the Western Region for Sigma, boy, that's a mouthful, but I keep saying it because it's important, is that the thing you do control as an individual is your and as a company owner is your culture of health. And the more you can abstain from needing the services, at least the better off you are for the long term, right? Yes, and the happier my employees are and the better they're more they're gonna be at work, they're gonna reach their highest potential when they're not distracted and consumed with their with a disease or consumed with a you know some kind of other issue. Right. Or important. single mothers with sick children, if you can help them at an early age, I mean it it, it, it permeates the whole family, yeah, not just the single absolutely. employee. Absolutely. When you think about our services, um, our program on behavioral health, if you call in, we actually can help you find a babysitter, adult daycare. We actually have a service that will refer you to legal in order if you have an issue around a will, a trust, or divorces, because the more time you are distracted by these items and the more right. they weigh on you and pressure you, the less you're at work doing the things that are going to benefit you and your family. Right. Those are real problems that are going to get taken taken care of first. I don't care what you think about your employees. A sick child takes president over any project, any customer, anything that's going Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Right? And the sooner we can get them in, get them the right care and the right help for that, and help them find the services around that they are going to help them support that, the, the better off everybody's going to be. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say if the rest of your uh, region, which you directly lead, or your company, which you probably influence at the role that you're at, has has this level of sophistication and, and comfort level and uh, attitude, it must Cigna must be a good brand to work with from a middle market CEO's perspective. I think it is. Um, our customers generally persist at about 95% rate. Um, I've been here 23 years. Our president's been here, uh, CEO David Cardani, has been here 24 years. Um, my boss was here about you know, 27 years. I mean, it's a, it's a great place to work because, again, it's a, it's a culture of health, and it's one that encourages people to reach their highest potential. 
If someone wants to learn more about Sigma, Sigma because they are a middle market CEO and they're considering your brand based on this interview, how do they find you online? Um, they can find us at www.sigma.com or they can feel free to email me directly at Christopher.DeRosa, D-E-R-O-S-A, at Sigma.com, C-I-G-N-A. Thanks for being a friend of the program. This has been a lot of fun, and welcome to the Critical Mass community. My pleasure. It was great being here. It was great listening, and I uh, hope to talk to you again sometime in the future. All right. I'm sure that's going to happen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get out. We are finished with this version of Critical Mass Radio Show. I hope it's helped you with uh, your decision-making skills. I'd be remiss if I didn't thank Center Club, Community Bank, Decision Toolbox, Executive Unlimited, MBN Design, S&H Rubber, Strategic Market Intelligence, S- uh, Succession Strategy, sorry, SunUp Group, and Company, Tone Software, Turn Up the Volume, and UPS Protection. Our engineer for today is Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our assistant producer is Amanda Pointer. Kathleen Shepard is our guest coordinator. Our live events producer is Asia Celestino. Melissa Padani is our social media manager. Rose Chamorro runs our sales department. And I am your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to find me on LinkedIn, I'm Rick Rich, well, Richard Rick Franzi, CEO Peer Groups, is my Twitter handle. And just type in Critical Mass Radio Show on your podcasting software, and you'll get our regular updates. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 